In this episode, I am interviewing Marie Bowser, and she helps driven, sensitive, overwhelmed people live vibrant, flowing, and abundant lives. She does this by aligning them with their true nature and the rhythm of the five elements. Marie practices acupuncture at her office in Albany, California, and offers one-on-one virtual spiritual coaching based in five element philosophies. 22 years ago, Marie Bowser's healing work was directed toward healing Mother Earth. Her love for nature and strong analytical skills guided her to this calling in the role of civil and environmental engineer. Her passion and dedication for this calling led her to approach this work with fierce enthusiasm and dedication, but without balance and respect for her own health. On her journey back to health and balance, she encountered her healing tools, Chinese medicine, acupuncture, qigong, meditation, creative visualization, and Taoist magic and mysticism. Her journey as a healer, an entrepreneur, and spiritual seeker has allowed her to deeply connect to the most essential principles of the medicine she practices and shares with others so that they can have alignment, ease, freedom, vibrant health, and easeful success. Hi everyone, this is Kavita, Certified Empowerment Coach and Hypnotherapist, and this is the Enlightened Heart Podcast, where we will explore topics to empower HSPs and empaths to go from surviving to thriving in the world. I use my years of coaching other HSPs and empaths, my personal experience, and my training to provide deep insights and implementable strategies to help you thrive. We will also be interviewing other successful HSPs to reveal their empowerment tips. Welcome, Marie. Thank you, Kavita. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited we could do this. <laughs> so I'd like to start with asking you about whether you consider yourself an HSP or empath. And if so, how did you find out that you were one? Well, yes, the answer is yes, I do consider myself an HSP. And in some ways, I'm constantly honoring myself for being that owning it as a as a superpower. I learned I was an HSP when I was first working as an engineer, my first job out of college. And I realized that I was very attuned to my coworkers, very attuned to my project managers, you know, just constantly at the mercy of what was happening around me in the office, Uh, very sensitive to the stress of deadlines, very sensitive and attuned to the needs of project managers. And just, you know, that throwing me off my presence for myself and what I needed. And it wasn't until a few years into working in that setting, I met someone who I realized had really amazing boundaries, was extremely grounded, and asked her, how are you so clear that you know, that's not yours to worry about? I need that. I need to know like that I don't have to work all weekend because some project managers freaked out about their deadline or they mismanaged a project. It's actually not my problem. <laughs> And she introduced me to 
through uh, a psychic school that mm. taught me my first skills for learning how to manage my energy to help me be grounded, to help me understand my boundaries, to help me clear my energy system so that I'm not walking around with other people's stress and stories and worries. And that is when I first realized like, oh, I'm somehow in my life, I've been conditioned to be a tuning for, to be like an antenna to pick up on what's happening for other people. So that's the first I realized it. And I'm deeply grateful to have met that person and to have started that path, have those skills and have continually added to those for helping me to stay with myself and to work with my own energy. Yes. All really important things as an HSP empath. And, you know, I believe that we get messages from divine through others and in many different ways. And for you, it was this person that you met that had a way of being that you wanted, right? So I want to ask you a couple of questions on what you shared about your story uh, as working as an engineer. And the first question is, when you say that it impacted you, and you didn't feel grounded, you didn't feel yourself, what are some ways that that showed up for you? Well, I was really anxious, you know, just holding, you know, my own worries, you know, how do I operate in this new setting as an adult? Am I going to be okay here? What do people need from me? right? Constantly navigating, like, what is it I need to know to get through this? What is it I need to do to be successful? And then also picking up on like subtle cues from other people, right? I was very anxious. And so, you know, I the things I would do to kind of like manage that were giving myself treats, <laughs> you know, having mm -hmm. coffee or <laughs> at the end of the night, a beer, you know, junk food and stuff like that. So anxiety was the biggest thing. And mm -hmm. uh, correspondingly, that the way I was managing it, it turned into, I would say, eventually irritability, PMS, just kind of being a quintessential stress case, right? Like mm -hmm. crying, you know, I was very unhappy. And to say that it was before I encountered this person, I think my emotions were kind of all over the place. Anxiety was the root, irritability was often how it would come across because I wasn't really feeling fully expressed in who I am or what mm -hmm. I needed. I mean, wouldn't that make anybody irritable? Yeah. And the things yeah. that I was treating myself to to kind of make it tolerable would really exacerbate some hormonal things, you know, the way that my hormonal month was experienced. Mm -hmm. So yeah, some of the things you use as maybe treats, mm -hmm. right? At the end of the day, the beer, the coffee to give you the motivation and energy made things worse in your body. And it sounds like, I mean, I can just feel that anxiousness that you talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thinking about it, it's like, oh, yes, yeah, that whole thing of, and I think people sent a lot of people think anxiety is just like, um, you're wired, and you don't you know, you're just, you can't sit in one place, maybe, but it can manifest in so many ways, right? What you described of the irritability, the cycle being disrupted, all the ways, and then the things that you were doing to cope made that worse. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I think it's pretty important for people to hear that and to hear, well, it can show up in different ways. So I appreciate you sharing that. And then wanting to know, did you have any physical manifestations besides your cycle being disrupted? Physically, I would say it was mostly mood for me trying to think and this is talking like 2002 through 2005. So in some ways, I'm not as connected to it, but physically not mm -hmm. as much, mostly okay. emotional. 
So mostly emotional. Um, a lot of listeners and a lot of HSPs and empaths don't get the message or I don't want to say they don't receive it. They don't get it, right? It, it's coming to them. You know, we receive messages as whispers, right? And then they get louder and louder. And it sounds like you listened to this person and what your internal voice was telling you was to follow what she was saying, right? Ask her. And so some people don't do that and they continue to ignore and then have some physical yes, ailments, right? Indeed, yes. In my practice and my work, I often, you know, will experience that a patient will come in for low back pain or vertigo or, you know, something really intense that they can't really work through. Mm-hmm. It's like, but when we're talking about the lead up, there's years of uh, stress or a long period of them ignoring something emotional that they're able to sort of grit their teeth through. But it's the physical symptom ultimately that kicks them in the pants. Mm-hmm. For me, it was the emotionality that I was dealing with was not contained enough for me for it not to happen during work and in a male dominated Mm. workplace that was super inconvenient so it's possible I could have you know ignored it for longer but I you know was like this isn't you know this you know crying at work because I'm stressed about something you know that wasn't going to work in the long run so that's ultimately Mm. what made me think I need to change something or change careers, which ultimately I ended up doing. Which is what you ended up doing. So my next question was going to be about this. So you attended this psychic school and you learn how to manage your energy. And then what happened? Well, two things were happening around that time. I started to explore, you know, can I make the engineering work? The more that I get grounded and the more that I manage my emotions, can I make this work? And in my heart, there was part of what was going on was it didn't feel fulfilling. It didn't feel like an expression of my soul. So during the psychic school training, I received, you know, divine guidance to go to acupuncture school. I I had been thinking for a while that I wanted to do work to support people in their emotions and was exploring different avenues to do that and had an experience with an acupuncturist that, you know, was profoundly influential and decided that that was the way that I wanted to support people. So I went back to school, studied Chinese medicine, passed my licensure exam, and started my acupuncture practice as a career path that would feel more aligned with my energy and also felt inspiring. Ultimately, I felt like I people don't need to go through what I went through. And, you know, I could have made the engineering work and it could have been easier at the get-go if I had had some of the skills and knowledge um, that I learned from the psychic school and the Chinese medicine. But ultimately, the work of supporting others to not have to go through what I went through is the final benefit and result of that chain, but much more deeply fulfilling and more exciting and useful to the world, frankly. Yeah. So using your experience, your knowledge, your training to help people get there faster and you know, not everyone's meant to change their career, right? And so of course, you know, there's some sense I know that others out there are considering changing their careers and think, well, if I change my career, I change and I do this thing that I love, everything's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so you and I know that's not true, right? So I'd love to hear more about what happened. So you chose this path, it was really clear that this is what you're meant to do. This is how you're meant to serve. 
at least for now. And so tell me more about that starting your business and maybe some of the challenges you faced. Yeah. So, you know, we live in the San Francisco Bay Area. And at least at the time, and I, I think this is still relatively the case, if you're a new acupuncturist starting a practice, it's not so common to find a job where you show up and get a salary and you have patients waiting for you. Most people are mm-hmm. hanging a shingle, you know, and starting a business. And I had a sense that that was coming and felt scared by it, but was certain enough that this was the path I wanted to go through. And so just sort of set those fears aside and and move forward. And the reality of the situation was that I had a mortgage to pay, I had a cost of living to meet and pay for. And so I, you know, it's funny, you can take the girl out of the engineering firm, or let's say, but you can't take the engineering firm out of the girl or, you know, the enthusiasm (laughs) (laughs) that I had within myself. I work with the five elements and there are different personality types that we each have access to. And I have access to uh, the wood element and the wood element is extremely enthusiastic, like kind of maybe a little competitive, maybe just like is ready to just do it. Right. It's a very just do it Mm -hmm. energy. And so that's how I approach the engineering work. And it's also how I approach the starting of my business. I, I burst out the gate and made it happen so that I could, pay for my life. And I grew my practice pretty quickly in a very, in a way that at the time I was feeling very proud of, very excited about. Mm -hmm. But there was a certain point a few years into the practice where I started to feel kind of tired, kind of maybe a little uninspired. And I even saw my practice slowdown. And so that effort, that like fierce enthusiasm kind of burnt me out. I don't know if you're familiar with the idea of yin and yang. Yes. But we want those two concepts in our lives to be in balance and running out and networking like crazy and, you know, you know, just working a lot in order to create the success, create the results that I initially experienced took a lot of young energy. And when you're operating, at that pace for so long, there's a reckoning that will eventually end up happening. And so mm-hmm. that reckoning came, the yin energy took over. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what what is going on? So it wasn't until I actually slowed down and, and actually reconnected to the principles of Chinese medicine, reconnected to the idea of yin and yang, reconnect to the idea that you cannot be producing constantly and expect to have really powerful long-term results. Um, Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the branch of Chinese medicine is the practice of Qigong. Um, mm-hmm. And around that time, I just had this deep intuitive sense. I think of this as maybe in a way like a deepening of the psychic work was to reconnect to Qigong as a way of realigning myself, as a way of replenishing myself, as a way of allowing me to stay aligned with what actually wants to unfold, what what life actually has to offer me. And it was once I started doing that I really stopped the that like burnout cycle that go 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 you know western paradigm of success yeah yeah mm-hmm. and you know that's part of it was the learning right of how do you do this how do you make your business successful that part resonates so much with what I experienced when I started my business this is this coaching business that I have is like oh, my fifth business <laughs> but there was this sense of yeah there was a sense of okay change business that'll make things better right mm-hmm. and then there was this sense of, okay, now this is what I'm really meant to do. And so I was like part of eight networking groups Mm -hmm. and 
like t- 10,000 one-to-ones. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's an exaggeration, but just this sense of like, I need to make this work. And it did, it did work, but eventually it had the toll on me too. Mm-hmm. So, so once you went through and realized that was happening and you use Qigong to balance the yin and yang in your life, in your body, then where is that taking you next? Mm-hmm. Well, it was that practice that then brought me to the concept of Taoism. I was asking mm. a teacher, like, this is this is doing so much for me. What's next? And he said, well, it would be the study of Taoism. And I started to explore different avenues for that. And then I found a teacher who he teaches Taoist mysticism and basically stepped into a deeper dive. Basically, the way I see it is as like the roots of Chinese medicine. What, what really at a base level is, you know, what is this really all about? And it's over the last few years, as I, I have deepened my study there, I've also deepened my study of the five elements, and then I've pulled that in all together into a coaching program. And so I now support people to look at their lives, look at their core personality from a five element perspective in order to balance what's happening. There's, you know, we want our bodies balanced, we want our health balanced, but we also want our lives to be balanced. It can't all be career success, but you know, your health or your relationships are just a shambles. We really want to look at all aspects of life and the five elements represent the different aspects of life. And so I support people to look at that, to look at their personalities from a five element perspective in order to understand uh, their superpowers, what they're here to do based on their five element personalities, as well as the things that could be getting in their way based on those five element personalities. And then we work with different principles to help clear some of the things that are in their way, any beliefs they have that they've picked up in their life so that they can move forward to to create a life that actually feels more fulfilling and more easeful. So it's just a a further expression of Chinese medicine that this work is sort of evolving into. Yes. So, you know, you still provide, um, I want to say traditional, but traditional acupuncture because you bring so much more into it, you know, from all that you've shared. Yes, absolutely. I have a a brick and mortar Mm -hmm. acupuncture practice in Albany which is just north of Berkeley, California. And I also do the one-on-one coaching work online virtually. So, so that you could work with someone anywhere. Exactly. Right? They don't have to be. Exactly. Yeah. And and I found that, you know, there's there's only so much I can cover with my patients in the treatment room. There's often just like a great depth of additional information that we can get into that influences their their lives and their emotions and their sense of fulfillment and satisfaction in life. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so amazing. All the all the pivots you've made, the changes and additions and further, you know, following that that inner guidance, following that intuitive guidance of like this is where I'm meant to go next, right? And then I also heard you asking and looking for support, right? Looking for support teachers, masters, what however you want to look at that, whatever verbiage you want to use, right? But really looking for that support as well, right? So it's one of those things that you're not just saying, oh, I can help you. It's like, I also seek help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, receiving support is so important. I mean, I just, I think we can think we know what's going on, but (laughs) sometimes it's Mm -hmm. helpful to have another person give you an alternative perspective or to call you, you know, frankly, call you out on patterns or 
things that you're not noticing. Um, I've always found that very important, you know, and as well as being told, Hey, I think you're being a little hard on yourself, right? Like Mm -hmm. is whatever standard you're setting for yourself, some old conditioning you need to let go of. So it's, it's both um, have somebody kind of pushing you, having somebody to root for you, giving you tools and alternative perspectives. I think that's so important. It's what keeps me growing and expanding. And Mm -hmm. yeah. So where do you find yourself now? So, you know, that you were in this place of burnout, you went to deeper study, you've started this other aspect of your business, which is the coaching. So how do you feel right now? Where are you right now? Emotionally, mentally, spiritually? Uh, Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, I'm in the strongest place I've ever been. And at the same time, it's a constant refining, right? I feel Mm -hmm. like the better we get, the more work there is to do. So in some ways, I feel like it it's not time for me to hang up my hat and say, well, I've, mm-hmm. I've achieved it. I'm done. It's like, well, okay, what's not, you know, I have a meditation and Qigong practice in the morning. So how can I deepen that? What, what more, what more can I do to make that work for me? Yeah. I, I just see the future as like a, I don't know, like a, I, in some ways I feel like I'm a kid in the candy store mm-hmm. with all the potential there is for what there is to learn and how I can grow and how I can get more grounded and how I can master my energy even more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel grateful and excited to be where I am and to have the tools at my fingertips and the teachers in my life and the, the systems that I have uh, to work with. I don't know. We'll have to have a, a we'll have to do a podcast in a couple years and I'll tell you yeah <laughs> or I'll have you on one that I do someday <laughs> yeah exactly well so yeah there's a sense of arrival right there's no arrival no. this is you know a constant journey and Colette Baron Reed I don't know if you know her I follow some of her I use some of her oracle cards and she describes it as a spiral mm-hmm. like a spiral staircase right which I love that analogy because it's like, yes you continue to to evolve and you may end up what feels like similar to before, like the burnout, but it's at a different level. It's not the same, right? As long as you're continuing that openness. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think even, you know, when people, when I have patients come in and they're working on a health issue, they'll achieve some place of, I don't know, high, like a high level of results. And then over time, there may be some, you know, I don't want to call it laziness, just some like relaxation, entropy mm-hmm. enters the life. Mm-hmm. I often find that will happen during a vacation or the holidays. And then something will come up for them to realize, oh, I've, I'm like slipping. I feel like it's almost like meditation right we're, we're in meditation mm-hmm. our mind wanders we notice that we've wandered we come back to our breath it's the same thing happens in life we get to some place of like beautiful equilibrium and then our our, our attention wanders from that goal and we come back to it even and it's coming back we're, we're not nobody's immune to it no matter where they are on their path and i'll be the first to admit that <laughs> yeah and bringing yourself back right that's that's the work That's the continued work, yes. right? So we all have those moments. So if you could give one piece of advice Mm -hmm. to other HSPs, empaths who are hearing your story, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, well, what do I do now? I don't have a person coming and inviting me to psychic school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What would you tell them? Well, I think 
it starts with I mean, the most important tool that I learned back in psychic school and that I continue to practice every single day is the practice of being grounded. Mm. And there are so many ways of doing that. There's There are meditation techniques to do that. There are things that you can do to do that, right? For some people, it's just making sure you're nourished through the day. And for other people, it's just go outside and step on the earth with bare feet. But it's mm-hmm. that act of really, you know, being with yourself, staying with yourself, grounding into the present moment, figuring out what that is for you. Um, what it, whatever it is that makes you feel more present to yourself. Yes. Um, yes. I love the way you've defined that, like more present to yourself. Some people may not really understand what being grounded means. So I think that way of describing it is is accessible to many. And so I thank you so much for sharing your story and all the twists and turns and the authenticity of that you're still a work in progress. And so I like to end these interviews asking for a resource, right? This is the resource reveal. So what is one resource that you would like to share that would support other HSPs and empaths to thrive? Well, I created a quiz and the quiz is designed to help people understand which of the five elements is most present in their lives. Now, we we all have access to a, a different combination of elements based on the day we were born, based on features of our face, based on our constitution. And that's a more complicated process to understand. But you can answer some questions in this quiz to understand and to estimate you know, what's most predominant for you and the way you're experiencing your world right now. And in that quiz, you'll gain a little bit of insight about what that means, the, the element in your life, how that may or may be supporting you or um, blocking you a little bit. And then there are some mm-hmm. suggestions for working with that element and the results of the quiz. Mm, that sounds really cool. I'm excited to share that. Yeah. Uh, the link for that quiz, um, I'll put in the show notes for people that would like to take that. And then if people want to get in touch with you, Marie, what is the best way? Uh, well, my contact information is on my website and you know, email, phone, either of those are great ways. Okay, yeah. good. And, and that will also be, I'll make sure that your website is available in the show notes. And so that people can get in touch with you, they can take your quiz, which is sounds like really that really supportive. So I'm excited to share that. I hope people have fun and gain a little bit of insight from that. So yeah, yes, I'm so excited to share that. It was so wonderful to connect with you. Thank you for this time. And I look forward to when you maybe start a podcast or even reconnecting (laughs) to see where you are on your journey. (laughs) Likewise. (laughs) Thank you, Kavita. This has been a a lot of fun. I I really enjoy chatting with you and appreciate the resource that you're putting out there for highly sensitive people and can't wait to share the news about it with my people as well. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for the Enlightened Heart Podcast. Remember, I will have all the resources I mentioned on this podcast at my website, theenlightenedheartpodcast.com. I started this podcast because I wanted to have a way that I could support HSPs and empaths thrive in the world, in a world that's not designed for us. Our gifts are much needed, and I hope this podcast is supportive. I'd love to hear from you, and if you enjoyed this podcast, 
take a moment to subscribe.